0: okay what up what up what up like listeners so we're back after a week where we were um snowed in <laughs>
1: snowed in snowed out Really.
0: <laughs> josh was not able to make it here last week and we didn't trust doing it over Skype because the sound quality went a bit Came out a bit funny last time we did that, didn't we? So we are yeah. like, oh, I'll just leave it to rest. But um, that wasn't a good weekend for me last weekend because we were out on the Friday yeah. for the boys' catch-up and I had like some delayed onset hangover on Saturday and thought, I won't go to the gym and wasted, have a wasted effort session. I'll go on Sunday. And I wake up to a message from you saying, oh, yeah, I don't know, if the weather doesn't get better, then we might have to do it over Skype. Thinking, eh. So I roll over to the side, just push the, the curtains to the side, and there's a whiteout outside. Yeah. I'm like, what?
1: I, I woke up um, on Sunday morning, and I went to the gym. Like, first thing, I don't normally do that. It was like a one-off, and I and I woke up, and I thought, let me just go first thing in the morning, before the snow hits heavy. And I started driving, and it was actually awful. It was really, I thought, what am I doing there? I parked up, my car got covered in snow again. I was just thinking, how am I, when I get home? How am I getting home? And then I was, when I was driving up the road, cars were skidding left, right, and centre. I was like, all right, cool. I ain't doing anything. I ain't leaving the house. I'm staying in the house all day. But um, today's much better.
0: It's, it's clearer. Do you know what was crazy, though? Is uh, It was snowing, like, everywhere last week. Yeah. I'm talking everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy I, I was speaking to. He's based in Detroit. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's starting to snow here as well. It's snowing all over the US. It's snowing, like, everywhere in the world. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's because the giant snow cloud came over the flat earth. And yeah, so maybe, I'm surprised nobody came up with that last week, the Flat Earth argument. Which, just to be clear, we do not believe in. Well, at least I don't.
1: I don't believe in Flat Earth. (laughs) I I think you're stupid if you believe in Flat Earth.
0: Hopefully none of our listeners do. We've just alienated some people there. (laughs) So, let's get to it. I don't think we need to catch up on two weeks of news. But there are some important developments that have happened. So, on to our... Let's start with the UK and politics and they have reached an agreement to move to the next phase of Brexit talks. Now, what do we make of that?
1: Uh, I'm nonplussed. I don't think much of it. Like, you moved on and you're trying to make the 29th of March 2019 a date. It just. Well, no, they failed with that. that. That that that's that's
0: good. That's been poo pooed anyway. That's not gonna work. That's they're not well, gonna get speech, that.
1: But like, even if they speech, you're saying, you're still saying it, even though they. That's not gonna it. get.
0: So firstly, that's not gonna get written into law. It won't so, be. so 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 let's, so let's cover it. So they've reached a, a point where the EU has said yes, we're ready to move on to yeah. to trade talks. Right, the trade talks aren't going to um, start. I don't think, kind of formally in discussion until March. However the EU's main negotiator, Michael Barnier, has been told, kind of, you can start progressing discussions offline. Um, so it sounds like the move is on. My main concern for this is... Well, it's not my main concern, but I'm like... And I think we've said this before, but just to be clear, guys, this is kind of just... We, we, the, all we needed to dis- discuss here was the border and the bill. Yeah. The bill, which is eventually, what, it's 39 million that they've settled on, is going to be... Um, sorry, 39 yeah, billion. billion. Um, right. However this is the most difficult part of the discussions and you now have a limited window for it. So first off, I still think they're fighting against time. So Theresa May saying everything is on plan and everything is is going ahead as planned. No, it's not. So so stop trying to play the smoke and mirrors. We are fighting against time. Everybody knows that. But there is an important thing that has come out of this. So the two-year transitional period, Mm -hmm. during which we stay within the single market. But more importantly, we stay subject to EU laws Mm -hmm. and changes and new laws introduced, of which we will not be at the table to be in the discussion. So... Um, Jacob Rees-Mogg, who is a Conservative MP, who he says this basically is unacceptable.
1: And Jacob, to a degree... Jacob Rees-Mogg, with five six children.
0: Yeah, but to a degree, <laughs> I, I actually... I'm inclined to agree with the point that he's making here, the underlying point of we're now just basically going to be part of the EU, subject to their whims for two years. The yeah. transition period has to happen. That has to happen anyway. Yeah. And that makes sense. And it's better than just saying... Argument is, has the, in, in chucking out the appeal that, or the amendment the Theresa May wanted to put forward to put this uh, the date into law, arguably that people are making a big deal of that, like, has soft Brexit just won? I'm like, I don't think soft Brexit is just won. I'm like, realistic Brexit may have just won. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I am inclined to agree that that, that transitional period, uh, specifically the point of which we have to be, say, subject to all the rules of the EU court, is questionable.
1: I don't... I, I have I, I was doing a research today. I was looking through all the articles and stuff. And the thing I just got back from all the articles is that Brexit, however we do it, is going to hurt the UK. What? So I don't understand why we're doing it. I really don't understand why. We,
0: yeah, well, let yeah. Well, we, unfortunately, we can't slip into the alternate universe where that decision gets retaken back. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's like I've in, accepted all, that.
1: In all, <coughs> everything's so complicated. Everything, like, <laughs> even just the um, UK bill and. Um, they have to merge the UK. They have to have, at the moment we're subject to the UK and um, EU law, and in e, and, e, and EU legislative's um, parliament, they have to re- reverse that, and then they have to like add, add, and amend, and, and improve um, laws. But it's so complicated. It's like you take two years. I'm saying in five years there will be there will still be EU laws that will still be in the UK Parliament. They still haven't they haven't. Um, but how, they how they're they
0: going to get out. Yeah, but I don't think I don't, but Yeah, but the question is never look, ultimately the decision was made because people were annoyed about immigration. That That is a kind of a fundamental crux of it and some lies around how much money we're going to get back from um, kind of the uh, what the NHS bill and the, and the rest of it, right? So, so cool. It is whatever it is. Um, with regards to getting out of the deals that we kind of already that sorry, sorry the laws that we already have that's something that's accepted that it's going to take time to, to get them out. It's all more about we won't be subject to new ones which are made, apart from you in, in this two-year two transitional period. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. I was asking why we're doing it for. We're, we're, we're kind of past that phase now. We can't do anything about it. Um, I don't know what – I think that the next phase of discussions are very complex. Yeah. Um, do you think May be
1: around in two years' time? Because she, she faces a massive theme. Do I really? think or
0: do I hope? Do you think she she faces a what
1: she 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 had a loss this week? Yeah, but that was her
0: first loss. And to be fair, she's pointed out what she's had like thirty eight things past where she's won. Okay. Um, she doesn't seem to have taken that on as well. That makes me more open to the points raised okay. by Parliament, which isn't really the right line to be taken. It, it's very difficult to read a rhetoric. It changes from week to week. It, it it feels funny to me. I don't I don't. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like this, but I don't feel like she's the Prime Minister. Um, I don't know. And, and I can't really articulate well, why I think that. Well, no, because she pops up and everything that's going on. And don't get me wrong, Brexit. And I have said a few weeks ago that Brexit should be front and foremost of everybody's attention, right? But I don't, I don't know. And it's because we've got the hung parliament where she's having to do deals with everybody. And so she doesn't have majority leadership, but she just doesn't. Give me the. Fee- I don't even. I don't even feel like she's the prime minister anymore. I feel like she's just. She's just a Brexit negotiator now. That's all I actually see her as at the moment. For 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 want of anything else. So I don't think it was a major defeat that she faced. I think the problem is she's got every day that she wakes up is a is an ongoing battle for kind of justifying her leadership of the party. Which uh, so will she be there in a couple of years? I don't know. But this has always been the problem, right? The they put forward the vote. We've got somebody in there who wasn't initially a, a Brexiteer. Mm. Now she's having to support her. I believe she, she could be replaced by somebody who then also wasn't a Brexiteer and again has to support it. So, it, I mean, it is what it is.
1: <clears throat> Looking at the um, five models that the UK could take... Or take after we've
0: left the EU. None of them are really any good. Well, no, 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 so Well, well no, but the, so, so if you explain though, these are the five models that already yeah, yeah, exist yeah. for countries in this position. Yeah. So we don't have to follow any of these. But they're not... None Some of, of them f- are very restrictive. No, Norway no, no, no. and Switzerland are... They're basically still in the EU. Yeah. <laughs> they're still in
1: the EU by, by name. Mm. So, um... That's a, that's that's a soft soft Brexit. Well,
0: you wouldn't do that as well because a, a lot of the so some of the ones that they've got already, they still have to pay into the budget for future projects, which would mean also that that would put a complete nonsense to the divorce bill in itself because we're submitting to pay for future the projects we've committed to. If we then sat in a position where we still have to commit to that, then it then we don't get anywhere. But
1: then what about Turkey's model, where they where they pay, where they have no tariffs on um, EU because. Uh, Exported um, de- to EU goods, but they have to they have to apply the EU's external tariffs on so goods imported from
0: that of I mind. don't I don't think they're going to follow any individual one that's in place. Well, the, well, the one that most likely to go for is like Hong Kong? Canada. No, Canada's one. Mm. Right, they're going to make it like Canada plus plus because they're going to make it better than Canada. So maybe they're going to start that with a, a single model. I think they kind of got not start from the bottom up, but to a g- degree, start from the bottom. Ultimately, I don't think they have a clue. I think they've spent so long getting to this discussion on the hard border and the divorce bill that no one has paid enough attention to what the trade deal is going to look like. Which is why, when we're looking at the timelines, I'm like, you've now moved on to the toughest part of the negotiation period and we have a super small amount of time. 12 months goes like a blink of an eye. Yeah, it does. It
1: does. And if anything else happens within the... uh they can distract you. If any, if you have any and,
0: and to be fair, actually, that's one, that's a very good point that they've been fortunate enough at this moment in time that there hasn't been anything else. And maybe that's why I only see her as a Brexit negotiator because she hasn't actually been called in to act, act on anything else. That's
1: what I'm saying. I, don't, I don't mean. Um, also, okay, moving on from, um, still saying on Brexit, uh, we heard from, they're uh, talking about uh, uh, UK's trade deal with the US and the US, uh, was it, what company what's the oh, I have it here Rand 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 was saying that um, regardless of Rand was saying that regardless of the EU regardless of Brexit wherever Brexit they that, that happens in with the UK it's going to affect our, it's going to negatively affect our economy
0: yeah well it, it, newsflash and I sorry <laughs>
1: I don't. I mean,
0: if, if that's what we're. I mean, we're not paying anybody. But if that's what paid think tanks are coming up with, then somebody come and pay me now. I could have told you that conclusion the day that we get, decided to exit the EU. So, I think everybody knows that. Look, there's still. It dep- Again, it depends what that trade deal looks like. I guess there's going to be a period of time where we go through uncertainty. You can't. You can't get around there. There was an interesting story that I came up with. That mainly came up to today, but. That um, David Cameron is going to be leading a, a new kind of investment venture with China. Okay. Because um, China are building this new trade. What is it? The Belt and oh, I need to find the name of a um, Belt and Trade Road or something like that. It's got a it's got an incredibly awkward name to it, um, which is basically increasing their ties to their trade ties to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So Cameron, he's obviously uh, he's gone quiet since he's been prime minister, very much so. The worst
1: prime minister in British history. Really? Yeah. Really.
0: Really. 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 I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. It, That's a very big claim
1: to make, and, 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 I, and I'm going to qualify that because of under Cameron, nothing. He's the pre, he's the prime minister that let us out of led us out of the EU. Yeah,
0: the most naive president. Uh, Prime Minister. Prime Minister, yeah, maybe worst. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe he could qualify as that. I don't know if I would automatically put him up there. Um, but he's been, yeah, he's been working on this deal with the the investment. So <clears throat> I think probably it's quite good for us because that will potentially China second biggest economy. We need to pay attention to him. So maybe some people are keeping a a kind of eye on this as we will need these in the bank post-Brexit when it comes to committing these trade deals. The US are basically saying, "Well, oh, look, whatever deal you come up with is not going to be as good as you get with the um, currently being in the EU. A lot of countries are coming out saying the same thing. Um,
1: well, the, UK a, the UK is a massive market.
0: The Belt and Road Initiative, that's what it is, which is right. the most awkwardly named initiative ever. It's, like a, it's basically a, a new Silk Road. Um, but yeah, so, so that, that was just an interesting story that, that popped up in my newsfeed. Uh, I don't think
1: not much more I don't
0: think there's much more to cover on Brexit and I don't think there's going to be much more now actually to be honest for a brief while we may get some respite on Brexit news because although Barnier will continue discussions in the background there's not really much more that will be said on that um, outside of this I don't think at least not till March not formally
1: staying on with uh, David Cameron this week David Cameron criticised Donald Trump on fake news
0: I think that's just I don't know, It's it, quite weird, because I didn't really understand, so he's gone from being quiet to just popping up, he's probably twice. Had, he's probably
1: had an interview, that's what, well. he's probably had an interview this week, well. and um, they've interviewed him, questions on on today's media, and today's um, political landscape, He's looked at Trump, and he's done what everyone else has done, it's easy. I think Trump's an easy, um, pink cushion to poke, poke holes, poke, poke into, like... Yeah, not You want to Well, popular, if you've got nothing to
0: talk yeah. about, then talk about Donald Trump, but if right? Say, it, if get popular, just criticise him. Well, yeah, and it's just the, the constant u- usage of the term fake news. I mean, I don't really understand. He continually, and he targets CNN and BBC yeah. frequently, um, and they are right. And everything can't be fake news. Um, and I think Obama made a good point that you call this, don't pay attention. This is not fake news. The broadcasters are not fake news. The Russian bots and trolls target your democracy pumping out untrue stories day after day, night after night that's fake news. from the troll room in Russia. Yeah, that's, that's fake news, but nobody pays attention to that. Um, but yeah, he's the easy target. Everybody likes to have a dig at Trump. Cameron's obviously been like, well, I'm a bit quiet. How do I have a, a discussion where I still remain populist? Boom, go at Trump.
1: Yeah, Trump's, Trump's, is that a, is that, it's been a quiet, a, a, a quiet it's quite a and it's, it's getting quieter because it's going to go Christmas, uh, been, been a, 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 hey, I'm doing what Trump's doing, I'm slurring, I'm having a bit of dementia. Well, well no, because everybody, <laughs> so I was, uh, I think it was,
0: um, I think it was no agenda I was listening to and they were like, has, has it finally dropped that he has dentures, because he makes, and there's, well, there's one speech that he does, it's not that he's, like that he's well he is slurring his words, but it does sound like someone whose dentures are falling out. It's like came and it's literally, and and look, and, and nobody else seems to have caught this in any of the the coverage that they put on it. Dead but dead it was brilliant. <laughs> it's a very smart insight
1: because the slurring very well could be that. Like, didn't glue his teeth in probably this morning, or what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he's got he's got permatan skin, which isn't isn't his skin color. He's got a fake that isn't his hair anymore. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he's got. Um, He's got dentures and... But yeah, uh, this week has been quite, quite me apart from him... Well, well, it's been quite in the UK. Actually,
0: yeah. there's still been, there's still been quite a lot going on. So if, if we segue from Trump, um, he did come out and what, well, he, he went from having a dig at the FBI as being in its worst position in history, to then coming out like two hours later and praising them and saying, oh yeah, you're good people, 90%. He did actually say 90% of you are good people, the other 10% of you, not that's not quite working out, which is a weird thing to come out and publicly yeah. say. But I'm like, is he secretly sitting under? well, I don't know. I would, I would I I think, is kicks, he getting worried about Mueller? I
1: think someone's <laughs> kicked in his head. Um, I, I wouldn't say that. About yeah, him, but he doesn't right.
0: listen. So uh, yeah, I, I would be inclined to think that with other presidents and leaders of state, but
1: he's he's not really inclined to listen to people. But I think he might listen to General Kelly because if you see what General Kelly's doing. General Kelly's getting rid of all of those people in his in Donald Trump's ear. So Amar also went this week, and um, before mm-hmm. you've seen all the other people leaving, with General Kelly's f- sacking them. I don't, uh,
0: I don't know. Maybe things. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a change in the seas. Maybe he's actually listening to people now. It's a weird thing to come out and say. Um, uh, some of me is inclined to think, well, maybe you are a bit worried about the Mueller investigation now, which he has come out and said, well, look, if, if I was asked to be interviewed and, and I deemed that it was part of progressing the investigation, then I would. But, and then somebody died, But you don't deem that there's a reason to interview you now. And he was like, no.
1: <laughs> but I,
0: I said before, like they're going to have to have a pretty strong argument when they get to him, and I'm guessing that Mueller and the team are doing a lot of work in the background because after the initial ones that they've raised, it's kind of gone quiet oh, yeah. again. Um, <clears throat> and Trump is, def- and Trump seems to be deflecting this. So obviously, he had the um, kind of change that he made to recognise Jerusalem as the capital of Israel a couple of weeks ago. A He's had an amazing amount of cro- problems. He has had the change to, um, the t- well, not the change to net neutrality. That's set, but We'll get onto that shortly. Um, he's had the new tax bill yeah. that he's put forwards, which he's trying to push before Christmas. And what did he say? We are giving you a big present, big big present for Christmas, or something along like those. Typical typical delivery of it in the Trump way. I it got last night. No, no, but he wants it, up, but there's still some work to do to have it okay. officially written. In. It has been passed. It's basically there. Um, but everybody's argument with this doesn't really help the middleman. It doesn't, it doesn't help no, middle-class America. It's, it's actually Yes, exactly. That's all it's targeting. So you're not really giving anybody a big present, are you? Apart yeah. from yourself, Trump. Mate. So um, he seems, yeah, there seems to be a few deflected ways that he seems to be doing what Trump presidency seems very good at is when everybody's looking left, give them a reason to look right. And mm-hmm. so it's been a couple of weeks of that now. Um, but yeah, sticking up to his old old tricks
1: coming back to Britain and staying in Britain, and Europe. Um, Britain first. British Britain's first leader got arrested in, in Belfast so a couple of weeks ago, and um, was this big hoo ha about Donald Trump retweeting Britain first and uh, the vice president's uh, racist and and, and uh, hom- is it not homophobic? Islamophobic um, videos and Donald Trump retweeted it, and then she she did this massive tweet and um, tweet thread about. Donald Trump come save her from Britain and blah blah blah, and now um, some of the leaders have been arrested in Belfast. So, Ben. Well, I didn't
0: really. I mean, I put this in there. I put this in there because we spoke about it. It doesn't really allude to why they got um, arrested for though. It it's not. It's not overly clear on this. I mean, I don't think that they're short of reasons. To be honest, um, I, I'd never heard this one before until two weeks ago when she got we retweeted, for probably valid reason. I have no reason to be following that. In fact, the only time I've gone anywhere near any of those is somebody then released a parody the next day, like a new Twitter account, and something was like, look at this Muslim fly making somebody pushing a white person onto a train track. As I say, they put all of these super parody parody videos up, a couple of which were quite amusing. Um, But, yeah, it wasn't... um, She seems to have flown into the the public eye even more. Again, this is not... This is just unwanted kind of benefits that they're seeking from Donald Trump's elevating them into the, the public eye.
1: They're disgusting. Um, this is true. Moving on. Um, um, but Europe and rough people are sleeping rough. So Britain's been trying to deport pe- Europeans that sleep sleeping rough. I kind of think, you know what? I'm conflicted on this. I know it's not good to deport homeless people. Right? Rough sleepers. But however, if you're in the, if your hair and you're sleeping homeless. Why don't you just go home? Like, if you can't afford to go home, let like, British will send you home. And yeah, but you're here,
0: so they came here for a reason. So I, I get what you're saying. Well, well, no, we. Well, obviously they came. So look, if they came here without a full plan of how they're going to live, then it tells you something about how they were living back home. So I'm inclined to think this is not the suitable answer for this. I mean, it was deemed to be unlawful anyway yeah, it's, uh, it's to unlawful, move them yeah, back. It's so it's that's. I done. I think that is a result because it means that you can't just ship them out because right. Imagine that wasn't deemed to be unlawful, and you can just ship them out. Then all of a sudden you're shipping them back the problems that they've left mm-hmm. so there needs to be a more viable solution to this which this forces them to have to find so I kind of get what you're saying if they'd come here and they were just uh, you need to uh, yeah each case would be subject to the context of how they live back home but they you like have it. to think if they've come over here and they are living on the streets then that suggests that they left a worse environment back home and they're coming over here for opportunity and again you don't know the reasons that led to them being sleep and mm. <clears> rough <throat> So this is a difficult one here, but I think it's good that at least this is forcing them to find some kind of viable solution to it rather than simply, yeah, we're just going to go into a... I'm not sure what I said about society, if they just go around almost in like a pickup truck. Oh, yeah, you, 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 you. I'm going to pick you up exactly like rubbish second, off the street, chuck you into a plane and society, it's uh, the It's a yeah.
1: so yeah, I agree. Um, so moving from Europe and down to um, America, the world of business, this week was a massive week for Walt Disney. They bought um, Fox for $52 billion, 60, 60, $64 billion.
0: Oh. I think it goes up to $66 because they inherit their debt as well. Yeah,
1: so it's $66 so like billion. And... Um, it's, I, I knew it was coming. I, I heard about it. I don't know. I'm convicted.
0: Why? This is um, a... This is a, like, a standard business... Um, well, no, it's just an expected play. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah. What I'm is that one, <laughs> what, you're, what you're seeing is all the studios that are being bought up. And you're seeing like now you are seeing a combination of I don't know you only got like was it Warner, you got Disney, uh well I can't remember what other what other ones you've got. And it and Disney now buying every buying everything. I'm thinking like I know what the I know what the game plan is. The game plan is well. Some of the part of the game plan is we bought Fox's massive library. And I that's amazing. yeah They already have the Disney already has a streaming streaming service. Yeah. However, they wanna both of that
0: streaming service. Yes, so okay. it's so it's, I I I think it's not about the library. I think this is about the disruptor to the streaming. This is Netflix. Netflix and Amazon and Disney need to find a way to combat back, back to them. So this does make viable sense because in this they would also inherit. They would inherit their library. They would boost their ability to stream. They're going to get. They're going to inherit Sky. Mm-hmm. Um I know Fox are putting forward a deal at the moment to take over the part, the remaining parts of Sky that they don't own. Um, I think that deal is expected to go through. There's still some, there's an, uh, there's an external investigation going on around that, mm-hmm. but they're still expecting that to probably complete before the Disney purchase. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it it makes sense because they need to stay competitive.
1: Because they really are on ESPN. <coughs> so um, Fox News stays with Fox, stays with Richard Murdoch, Fox News, Fox Rupert. Richard, you said. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Rupert Murdoch. Um, stage Rupert Murdoch. Fox News, Fox Sports. Stage Rupert Murdoch. Uh, um, news group. Stage Rupert Murdoch. Everything else goes to Disney. That makes Disney a powerhouse, and they're really a powerhouse. But it is. this, you know, what's funny? Disney own Pixar and they own DreamWorks. It's just, <laughs> I was laughing before. I was like, that's mad. To me, that's like, that's that's crazy. They own Pixar, and when I think of Pixar and DreamWorks, I thought they're two competing studios. Not wrong. that are under the Disney banner. It's it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it, Disney are forever going to be a powerhouse. I don't. I don't know that this is a game changer for them. This is for them to stay in the competition. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't. know how this plays out. I mean, I mean it's, a, it's a vibe. It's, it's a good business decision. It, it, it's the right decision to make. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't gonna. To elevate them up massively in the world. They're still going to have a massive competition on. Well, to... what they
1: what could do from Netflix is just take the like Netflix is just take all, the, all of their films off the Netflix um, brand, take all of Amazon's brand, take all. Of I don't think they're going to do
0: that. I don't think they're going to do that. Or
1: or the or they, they let their people their subscribers get first dibs to the films and then let Netflix get it later on. Like same thing Amazon does. Amazon did when it first came out. It it got a lot of films first. A lot of Warner Brothers films go first on Amazon. And they don't go on Netflix. so Yeah, I don't think that
0: would be a game changer either though because Disney released a lot of their films well, straight to straight to the cinemas. So yeah. people still go out and see it there. I mean, they've got a huge franchise. They, 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 they were never going to go broke. As yeah. well, like that. Yeah. But I think they just needed this to stay in competition with the, the new streaming services.
1: And then now sexy news. Um, change
0: to net neutrality. Oh, no. Well, hold on. Because you missed, missed it. missed oh, okay, okay, there's okay, a segue okay. there. Okay, okay, okay. So there was a nice little segue there into the factors. And I thought you I thought you were on the route to that because of what you just said about Google, about them banning their content on Google. So there's been a discussion over the last few months. Of, there's been the, the, I will call it bickering. Between Amazon and Google, Mm -hmm. where I don't know if anybody's noticed, but if you go on to, if you open up YouTube on your Fire Stick now, it will tell you that it's not going to be available as of January. Um, I'm guessing they're probably going to change that. So there's some bickering and back and forth because Amazon basically stopped doing the the Google Home stuff. They would stop selling it. Um, And then Google got annoyed with them and they were basically saying, well, look, there's no reprocity. Reprocity. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> a, oh, I, I can't believe it. it's usually not me who's not <laughs> yeah. there there's not enough riposticity I, I, I can't forget it um, anyway there's not enough back and forth exchange going on between them yeah. uh, so they've come into a bit of a fallout but over the last few days they have reached an agreement on this so I think the Google stuff has gone back onto Amazon I'm expecting there that Google will repay that yeah so then say that YouTube can, because that will annoy me a bit. And it's not a game changer for me. I can get YouTube on my TV, but I do use my Fire Stick. So that is, I'm happy to see them put that to bed.
1: It's interesting how they, how they pick back and forth.
0: Well, just this is what you do when you've got that level of power, right? Yeah. Amazon, Google, part of the big four that kind of rule the world. Is that, yeah, Jeff Bezos ready to take the world over soon. They reckon that Amazon's... Who was I talking to? Um, I wasn't talking to anybody. That's a weird thing. I don't talk to myself either. Um, but I was reading a book and, and I can't remember. There was an analyst. Maybe he was on... James Olsen's show maybe or could have been Joe Rogan. But either way, uh, I think it's Stephen Galloway. I'm reading his book, The Four, because he's basically doing a review on... He's, he's, he does a, a... looks at the big four in the world. What, Facebook, um, Amazon... Jeez. Google... And one more. Hold on. Opens up Audible. Apple. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and he's like, yeah, Amazon may be the first company to reach one trillion. And he's um he makes a very good argument for it because Amazon just keep Taken over and taken over, and they are not afraid to put themselves into, not into to debt, but they, they barely, they border on making profit constantly because they always invest in the long-term growth. Um, the Whole Foods wine is a classic example of that, so they took over Whole Foods. What was the problem with Whole Foods? Why didn't people shop at Whole Foods? Because unless you were super rich, it's not sustainable for you to shop there all the time. So they take over Whole Foods, they get them to drop the prices, they drive that up, they now have access to getting groceries to people within like an hour of where they are, and they continually keep doing this.
1: I think it's, but it's aggressive. So the manner they do it's is, is really aggressive. You, Je- you, Jeff
0: Bezos is an animal he is a beast yeah. like he just keeps driving forward and it is aggressive to the point where he's paying attention to just absolutely monopolizing and killing the marker at long term the cost of the, 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 the employee, because yeah. you go into like their warehouses, they're becoming more and more automated and removing the need for people, and they're only going to push further and further with that. You've got the stores you can go into now, and you just walk out and pay through your phone being there, yeah. don't even need people. Um, so, yeah, they, they I mean, uh, Amazon will just get, I, I don't have a beef with it because to be honest, makes my life easier. Um, <laughs> and in the States, like the, the percentage of people who have Prime is just ridiculous. Um, and you can't argue with it there's stuff that I don't that I would normally buy in stores and now every time I go to buy something in a shop I'm like well why don't I just get it off my Amazon even once where I get points scores points cards from it I'm like yeah but it's £3 cheaper for me on Amazon and when I'm talking £3 cheaper I'm talking something that cost me £8 will cost me £5 on Amazon like it's a small thing but I can open Amazon and buy in one click I can buy in 10 seconds it
1: can come same day it can come same day it can come tomorrow it's amazing my
0: friend went to me before a few months ago he's like I hate Amazon I'm like what? Because I looked at him like he's weird. I'm thinking, who in the world hates Amazon? He's like, the one click makes it too easy for me to buy stuff. So I just keep buying too much stuff now. <laughs> so still, yes. But I'm happy to see, like I say, that they've managed to put this dip- dispute to bed. So now we can loop back to, given that we're all on the Internet of Things, the net neutrality changes that have taken place this week in the US. <coughs> what does that mean? Does it actually mean anything?
1: Not really. Um, the actually this week... Led by is it or oh, Pi I can't remember his name is now. Uh let me get let me get the guy's name because I, I actually have it. His name is I opened up the wrong one. Arjit, He used to be um Verizon's um a lawyer for Verizon which is quite um interesting.
0: Slight wrong fix.
1: Argyp Arjit edit Pi, so to speak. <laughs> It's been, it's been brewing it's been brewing since Obama brought in that uh, the, the, brought in his law which was supposed to um, keep the net neutral which was more saying that um, ISPs uh, what does ISP stand for?
0: Internet service provider.
1: Internet service provider. Um, I sound, I feel so stupid. I knew that <laughs> um, ISPs. one the whole thing was that it supposed to keep the internet neutral and what that means is that. Regardless if you're a big business or a small business, um that your information your your connection to the consumer will stay the same. So if you're Amazon and you're, or you're, your or your Joe blogs, you still be able to reach the consumer at the same same rate.
0: And, and what it actually meant was is that you could use some of the redundant lines so, um, so let's take an example so an email all the packets that are coming in for an email don't need to make it to my computer at the same time because yeah. they can just be re-put together whereas the data that comes through for my video does otherwise if I watch a YouTube video and I get the end one second after the start and then I get the rest of the film this is you know, it's stupid right yeah. uh, <clears throat> so they could leverage that also let's just be clear it was a way for the government to have more control over what is what is put on the internet right so you can you can't you can't get away from that um however a lot of the stuff that was in there could not actually realistically they never realistically actually put it into place um in so so the net neutrality in itself was yeah i get it and it did make sense because it did stop isps from basically look the bottom line is if now let's say isp say well actually we're gonna say that we're gonna use the strongest parts of the network, and we're gonna to go to YouTube and say, "Well, if you want to hold the monopoly on that, to make sure that you get the the paid traffic, so you pay for the best traffic lines. Mm-hmm. In in essence, you pay for the M one or whatever in in terms of technology. Um, then you'll pay a little bit more for it, and that will then push its way back to uh-huh. the consumer. Now, this was argued as this gives power back to the consumer and private businesses. Mm-mm. Gives it back to the latter, the yeah, private businesses.
1: Yeah. The thing is, I think people have to understand the landscape of how America actually is. So in the UK, we have loads of ISPs. It's very easy for us. If I don't like Virgin, I can switch very quickly to Sky. If I don't like Sky, I can switch very quickly to BT. You
0: say that. Sky runs over BT's lines.
1: I know, but, but we have Virgin and we have BT. You have Virgin it's, 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 and you
0: have BT, but I can't you can't. Okay, ISPs-wise, you can, but... Well, no, no, you you, you can't, because let's let's take where I am now. I can't get Virgin at the highest speed where I used to have it. I can only get BT here. okay, Or I can get Sky, because Sky runs over BT's lines. Now, America is largely... And and they're going to be... I mean, I'm I'm living in the centre of London, so they're going to be... Parts of the UK which are very similar to the, the US, where they only have access, realistically, to one ISP. So everybody coming out saying we well, don't need to worry because the ISPs aren't going to make these changes to make you pay more because obviously they want you to. They don't want you to switch to another ISP. Um. Okay. Super simple question here. If I've only got one ISP that I can get my internet from, and he decides to make a change that says it's going to charge me more. Well, okay, so my comeback to that is going to be, well, I don't want to use you anymore. I'm going to go and use the other ISP. What? The pigeon? Like, so so it's a bit of a... so, So it's not going to happen immediately, but you'd have to think that there's going to be a point in time where... The, the streaming, at least some of the streaming networks are going to say, well, actually, our way to now increase our competition is we're going to make sure that we buy the premium lines. And the moment they start doing that and I, and, and the fees start gurning, they need to be relayed back to somebody in a certain way. I mean, people went people went into meltdown in the U S like, oh all of a sudden I'm going to have to pay for my Facebook traffic. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Like first off your Facebook traffic is not doing that much. And second off, maybe it will stop you streaming so much fake news <laughs> um, and repopulating it around the globe. So that may not be the worst thing in the world, but all jokes aside that I don't think is going to happen. I, I don't think this is going to come to be as catastrophic as the people in the US have had a meltdown about it, I mean, some people are like, I saw some guy post, "I was here for the birth of the internet, and I'm gonna be here for the death of it." What? I know. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. You get that fatalism. Um, yeah. I don't. I think it's a bit, a bit of a big hub about nothing. Like you were saying before we we um, we the podcast, sixty percent of America have sixty percent of America have, um, I guess, one ISP in the first place. So. The, the, the fact that natural neutrality has gone is not going to affect them because you, you could only go to one ISP you couldn't go to anywhere else um, if they and what happened in, happened in 2014 2014 with Netflix um, you st- people started seeing their Netflix uh, the, the connection slowed down considerably and then Netflix reached a deal with Comcast and then it sped up again <laughs> it's funny that happens <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so yeah these things, ha- these things have been happening um
0: so I mean that's a good segue. I'm going to take this on just because I don't know where you're going to go. But so was news came out yesterday. Well, I was watching it. It was on the BBC yesterday, and I don't really understand why this is new news because it's not. But Russia being a new risk oh, going to okay, I was just saying well, <laughs> to undersea cables, yeah. um, and I don't get where this is coming from apart from the blame Russia for everything, rhetoric. Yeah. Because let's be clear. So so there, so the internet and the way that we're connected. Is Well, it's basically run on undersea cables and always has been. And so I don't really understand why Russia are now a new risk to this because undersea cables aren't new. And last time I checked, Russia as a country are not new. So this seems to be following the whole blame Russia for everything rhetoric, which is which is fine. But I just wasn't really sure why this popped up at this moment in time. Propaganda. What, what, have we just run out of stuff to... Because the trolls still exist. They're yeah. still going on. That's no propaganda. So I didn't... Yeah, I just didn't get this story and I got a bit annoyed about it when the guy went to me yesterday because I was looking out on the TV while I was getting my hair cut and the barber said, oh yeah, what's this story about? I said, this is a nonsense story. Sorry, I didn't want to be... And and I think I swore as well. And I was like, this is just nonsense. I don't really get... It. This is just, this, this is just nonsense news for me. I just, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why. I mean, the U.S. have come out, again, this rooted out of one of the U.S. security saying, oh, yeah, Russia introduced a new risk. So I don't know if, this is not like this has come from an independent um, investigation into it. I don't know if the U.S. are just like, well, we haven't found anything to blame Russia for recently. Ah, yes, let's say they're going to kill the Internet. Um, So, again, I I don't know what that was. Yeah, I just did. It just popped up and, I mean, it's there. I just, yeah, didn't really see the point in why it popped up for speaking of popping up we could go on to ballooning prices of Bitcoin so Bitcoin update because we missed last week so I think you posted one of the links that I put in there earlier about where a UK regulator saying to warn people off yeah. um, Bitcoin but but ultimately so so bottom line is right Bitcoin is speculation. That's what it is. But it's just getting extreme at the moment. I mean, I'm not even tracking it anymore. I mean, last week, uh, earlier this week, it crossed the 20K line. Um, I think it'll
1: crash.
0: (laughs) Well, I can't remember where where we had... Do we have the discussion on here or somewhere else where I mentioned that... Basically, when bubbles have been reached before, you're talking about they go into the trillions before they're reached. No, we had the discussion... I think I had the discussion when we were at the Christmas dinner last week and I was having it with a couple of the guys. And I was like, look, when, when the crashes have happened before, they've got into the trillions and this is still in the, billion market, in the billions market, right? Um, but the nature of how it moves, it, it's so volatile. It's not... I mean, I think... Your the transaction times still. I mean, some people, some of. The, I think Coinbase, which is the main app yeah. that people use it for, that still takes several days yeah. to release your money out of it. It takes about four or five hours to instigate a transaction. Takes, a lot of times it crashes.
1: The quickest, the quickest time you can <laughs> sell something is fifteen minutes. If you're doing future, if you're doing trading, normally you get pissed off if, it's, if it takes more than two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But
0: it, well, it takes that's quickest time. It takes longer than that normally. And the way that's fluctuating at the moment, because I said to him at one point, well, maybe this would open it up to kind of day traders coming in and trying to trade in and out, but it's not even doing that. Um, don't get me wrong if you put so if we put 20 quid in Bitcoin now then chances are in two weeks yeah we're going to have made money off right. it but in the long term the problem is is it still doesn't have any intrinsic value because that now the cost of actually managing transaction for it is becoming is not feasible for actual people to use it in businesses yeah. and the increase in volatility we of it means it that anymore. you couldn't yeah but the increase in volatility of it means you couldn't use it, it never was a currency yeah. to be fair yeah. but you couldn't use this to price anything because yeah. you wouldn't know what you were actually charging someone mm-hmm. for am I charging if it's moving from 12,000 to 15,000 am i charging you 12,000 for the price that i've just put on my product or am i charging you 15 or will it crash and i'm actually getting ripped off because i end up charging you 7,000 for also it?
1: it's private it's it's a private and anonymous um currency or asset where you, you don't have control over anything like an anonymous person says oh well we've got 16 million, 16 million bitcoin in in circulation we're going to increase the by hmm. 5 million
0: no, no, no. There's always been like, the finite amount there but people are just mining it more and more. No,
1: but they said they're going to release it. They said I don't want 16 million. They're going to They've
0: got 16 million that have been mined.
1: Might oh, have been mined. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, only 21 million I think exist actually at all.
1: At okay.
0: But it becomes increasingly more difficult for it to The more powerful the network becomes though. I mean, to, so I was this somebody earlier and I think they, they, they mentioned the risk of are we going to be at risk of China taking control of Bitcoin and then being able to change how the direction runs because... So when you mine new Bitcoin you take a huge amount of computing power because you basically need to you you need to be mining against a ledger which is distributed across every node on the network right and the node network is huge now which means I mean you can be a miner from anywhere in the world right but you're only realistically going to be doing it from the places where the internet is cheapest to run because you can't afford to manage the sheer compute power if you're paying a lot for it. So you can be a miner from anywhere but arguably it's going to come from where the internet is at its lowest cost. So they were like well because trying to get super low cost internet could they potentially like become the biggest miners and therefore the biggest owners of Bitcoin and therefore being able to make the change because once you get, the, the problem is, is it's moving because so many people are now going into it. So you, I think they had like 5,000 new accounts in Coinbase that opened okay. last week. Um, at one point, I think that crashed the site. Um, it's... Th- there are other currencies out there. It is becoming... I understand why people are saying, well, there's a worrying trend, I think, that <coughs> seemed to happen. that I mentioned on a couple of podcasts that I was listening to in the US, where some people are remortgaging their homes to invest in Bitcoin. Yeah. And the, the flood of people now popping up on um, social media saying, oh, they'll teach you how to invest in Bitcoin. Go and do one. Are you serious? <laughs> you are going to teach. Let me be clear here. Bitcoin is traded on an application platform which you can go on to and pretty quickly learn how you need to create trader. Now, somebody coming in there saying, oh look, here's my strategy. Let me be clear. The, the strategy with Bitcoin is, Get in there when it was cheap, yeah. right? That was the strategy. And if you were fortunate enough to do that, yes, you could have made a lot of money. So even if people now lose the money, those people who were in there at the start will still have a net gain of what it is. If somebody's coming in there and saying, I have a strategy on how to do it, you can't have a strategy for speculating. Yeah. Even the stock markets, which are a regulated market, are still incredibly difficult to call on a day-to-day on a long-term basis, right? That's why people get paid good money to do it. And they also find themselves in positions where they lose a shed load of money because the market has gone left when they expect it to go right, right? So stop telling me, oh, look, buy my course where I'll show you how to make money in cryptocurrency. Look, bottom line is... If we think that potentially that there is going to be, I don't think there's going to be a complete crash on it, but I think it will crash down. You would suggest that if you want to be somebody who's going to invest in it, wait for it to have that crash to go down and then jump on it when it goes up. That's about the extent of where the strategy in this exists. But yeah, somebody will go and say, I think I saw somebody say, oh yeah, hasn't come to... They were advertising. Yeah, we're going to have some talk because it was hitting some part of the UK. Because you're new to Bitcoin, Bitcoin is an internet-based platform. It's not being actually. It's not being introduced bit by bit to different parts of the world. The arrogance of people to think that they understand how this works just dumbfounds me. Sorry, like, not, not that I'm, I don't, like, like I say, I'm not saying that it's not a viable platform. And to be honest, cryptocurrency, there are other cryptocurrencies that grow at good rates that you can look into. I think it needs to, as long as you can accept that this is speculation, and you are betting on something that you can't actually be sure of it. So that even the futures that they've introduced there, where it's now trading on a futures exchange. You still can't call this. So as long as you accept that you're speculating and you could lose your money, then all good. Then, then you're fine. What I just don't like is this whole... Yeah, I mean, I've seen loads of jokes recently. Like, yeah, person invests $8 in Bitcoin, goes up to $20, and then it's got a car. They're, like, standing next to a Ferrari yeah. with a license plate saying winning on it. And stuff like that. Because it's what it is. Everybody goes to Bitcoin and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm rich. I'm like, look, people who were in there early, yes made fantastic money again it's arguably how much value this has going forward so i mean i've done some work on blockchain recently because the underlying technology i still think is going to and it's been kind of increasingly thought of that this is like almost a new internet because it can change the way that we manage transactions, which means it can remove intermediaries from the way that we manage contracts from a financial and a legal perspective, which has huge value in applications. So another one of the, the cryptocurrencies, Ethereum, is actually being used for smart contracts. And they're building a lot of applications on there. And you actually sent me that kitten App that last week I said this is stupid, but I think I was just in a bad mood at the time. (laughs) And I thought, actually, this is the idea itself is is by the by, but I'm like, this is a very good example of the true applications and the extent of the opportunity that the blockchain technology brings. But when you say something, when you say to somebody, blockchain, well, isn't that thing that Bitcoin runs on? And I'm like, you're missing the point here. Bitcoin is potentially the bubble, but blockchain is the potential disruptor that will change the way that especially financial industry manages transactions going forward and has just such vast opportunities and potential. So I think a lot of people will be losing their, will be all diverting towards Bitcoin. I would suspect that a lot of, I think the altcoin at the moment okay. is going up at incredible amounts. Ethereum is going up at high rate. They don't cost as much yeah. as Bitcoin, but they're still growing at a great rate and they have more applications than Ethereum Bitcoin like has. £7
1: last year, last, last, last September. Like seven pounds of uh, uh,
0: Ethereum now, it's like 100, 200 pounds. No, it's like, yeah, yeah, like two I think it's like $500 or something yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But, and that one, like I say, it's got arguably more uses. So I'm not against anybody who's investing in Bitcoin. I am against those who are coming out and saying, yeah, I know the strategy by which you're going to win with Bitcoin. I'm like, get the hell out of here.
1: Stay on currency. Sterling this week's falling sharply against dollar. Dollars closed at its strongest rate. I tried to click on the link you sent through. <laughs> it, it was like a, um, a live text so I didn't, I didn't go all, all the way through it again but yeah this week the,
0: the I can't even remember where I put the link to this
1: it's
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it, I've, got it, I've, got it, I've got
1: it. so I was just saying that um, it's still, uh, was it, it the Sterling. I don't think it's was weak I think, Dollar, I think the Dow Jones is strong
0: <laughs> I've just opened up on this <laughs> and it's not of an update yesterday Japanese one of the updates last night Japanese firm wants employees to accept Bitcoin salaries yeah, yeah get out of here <laughs> oh dear brilliant yeah so i I think um well I don't know whether this is the uh dollar surging or this is still the pound going down in the ongoing kind of Brexit discussions that are going on it's it's not it's not really clear at the moment i think it'll probably need longer for it to um to go down. I mean, it, yes. I think mean, somebody said, I, "I maybe the expectation was the fact that we're moving onto the trade talks was expected to boost the sterling." But I don't really think it is because we still haven't created any form of certainty. So, so, so down, yeah. So I think this is still exactly. going to continue. I mean, it's come up as news, but I'm like, and I think maybe the reason for this is because they expected it to move forwards um, in the light of the decision, which what was just a kind of not. It's not informal. It is formal that we're moving to the next steps of talks. But I'm like, still hasn't provided any clarity. So it doesn't really surprise me that it's not. Um, being able to rally and move up yet okay.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh... so there was a new one that came out today whilst we are on the US because I found this it, 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 I found it to be a bit of a strange story so um, this was today and I think it was discovered yesterday so with the, uh, Canadian billionaire um, well couple I guess but it was I um, know oh, actually there's two stories which came up today that we needed to go through uh, hold on so there was a Canadian billionaire I can't remember his name I need to find it Barry Sherman um,
1: and...
0: Yeah, and his wife, right? And he became like... His wife, honey. Well, he became a billionaire <laughs> so based on a drug company that he created. But And, and none of that is, is aside. So the, the the thing that I find slightly intriguing about this, I don't want to say intriguing because that sounds bad because two people still died may they rest in peace. Yeah. Um, but they were found... In the basement of their home, they were actually found by so they were selling their home. They were found by the real estate guy who was coming to check the home because they were going to do an open viewing for her. Now, police have said that they're treating this as suspicious, but won't share any other details at the moment on it, mm-hmm. which, which, but they're not necessarily saying that it's a murder. And I'm like, but they were found, they were both found downstairs. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to, seems a very strange story of how two people die i mean to be found both of them downstairs in the basement in the manner that they were not by family members or anything else it's being treated as suspicious but not as murder which i guess is kind of standard protocol that they need to run through to be able to manage their investigation but it just seemed and that's fine i'm not i'm not questioning how they're managing the investigation it just seemed to be a very strange story the way that it came about and the findings of it
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: but there's not much news, yeah, there's not oh, much news man. apart from that to I share mean, on it. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I just thought it was, um, yeah, it was just, it, it, I, I find it intriguing, um, the nature of, of how that story has come out, but it is what it is. Anyway, in other parts of the world, so South Africa have, so the ANC party, um, of which Jacob Zuma is the head and obviously is the president at the moment of South Africa, so he's two terms. Uh, are coming to an end so they yeah. need to find somebody to replace them so uh, oh, they've got talks going, going about this um, over the course of the weekend the, the, so they can I think you can only run in two terms as a president and you can only run in two terms of this party now this party have been in charge since they've, they've kind of changed their yeah um, but they don't run in, in tandem so one comes like 19 months before the other yeah. um, so I was reading up on the two parties uh, so one of them is his ex-wife who isn't herself uh, a cabinet minister. And, and I was reading up on her, um, And she does seem to have built herself as a, as a kind of self-made um, politician. And then you have Cyril Ramaphosa. Um, I say his ex-wife only because I'm, I'm looking at her name and I know I'll butcher it if I say it. <laughs> so Koasano Ko Dalamini Zuma and I know I butchered that name because I just, I would have. Um, but she seems to be the person who is there for the people. And Ramaphosa seems to be the person that is there to boost the business side of it. He seems to be getting more of the, seems like he is the one more in favor at the moment, mainly because of the allegations of corruption around Zuma, which I think they want him to be held to account for and brought to charge afterwards. The kind of thing being put forwards is if, she was to take power, it would be quite difficult for the charges to be brought up against him. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that this should be a reason for it, but they're saying because obviously, so I didn't believe they've had kids together. So as the husband, of sorry, as her former husband and father of her children, it would be difficult for her to bring him to charge. But I'm like, uh, that kind of has to go out the window if you then won the presidency of which she would be the first female president awesome. of the country anyway. Um, so I don't know which way, whether this one to go, it seems to be, it, it seems to be actually presently one of those, which does seem to have two viable candidates going up for different reasons. There seems to be a split. They both seem to have something to deliver. One is, closer to the kind of people where, and two is closer to the business side of it. Um, it'll be interesting to see which which way that one goes. Zuma could still stay in charge as president until the election, but I think they can also make a call to replace him early, I believe. Um, but I think he needs to be acceptant to that, and on. And I think he will only do that on a basis of the party doesn't put itself in a position to be at risk of not getting re-elected. Re- um, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I think... It's
1: 1949. Nine.
0: I think she's like 67 or something 67 yeah um and he's 65
1: oh 65 nice
0: right. but I think the nature of it is is you tend to be unless you're um uh, okay so actually good point there so I mean you tend to be uh, kind of older when you're in politics nowadays anyway I mean Obama was a young president to come in right? Yes. but taking that uh, so we'll see how this this one unfolds we'll kind of track it because we should know the outcome of it by next week's show but just one point on that to segue so the uh, so Austria is becoming the first country with a far right government in Europe and the only reason i segue to that is because their um, head of state is what he's 31 31 yeah <sighs> imagine running a country that's my age I <laughs> imagine us running a country so, I mean, the far right thing.
1: How old is the French president? Macron. Macron, I Macron? I think Macron.
0: he's in like, his early 40s. Oh, I
1: thought Macron is quite young.
0: Hey, what were you about to say, 20? No, no, no. Uh, Macron, is, I, think he's, I think he's in his... Um, well, I'll let you look it up. Pretty sure I'm going to say he's 42. Let me see. wonder if I'll be right. That's a complete guess.
1: Emmanuel Macron, 77. He's 40. 40? Oh, it wasn't, wasn't that bad. He stands 40, he's 39.
0: It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Wasn't that far? Yeah, but
1: 30, 31 is super young. Super young, yeah, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> but yes, they are because I think people. Were, it's come out as news because I think they, I think maybe people are worrying. Like, are we going to become? because um, obviously the, the French put forward... There, there's far-right parties which are getting more popular, but none of them have actually managed to take a stronghold. But I think there was a there was a story that I read this on, which I think kind of gave some reassurance to the world, like, yeah, this is the exception to the norm, like, this isn't the norm. Whether that will become the norm going forwards, who knows? Yeah, scary one.
1: <laughs> um, come on, South Africa. South, Af- South Africa, the ANC... If you look about, if you look at Zoom, if you look at their um is it the Zani Pf in like Zimbabwe. Yeah. It's, it's the same they're, they're the same thing like Nah, I didn't know. What that was. No, what I mean by that is in a sense. They're highly corrupt. That's why Zoom is that's why you have this
0: problem. Well, no, they, yeah, they, but well, but they're corrupt in a different manner. So the corruption of them is, I think they, I think they coined it as the Zuptas because yeah. there's a there's a rich Indian family called the Guptas who they believe who the suggestion is that he has been in deals with them that allow them to have greater control over decisions around kind of trade and and the economy. Um, so that's where the large points lie. Yes, there's definitely corruption involved. I'm not saying that, but I, I don't think it's um, it's not. When I'm looking at that story, if I'm comparing the two of them, the, old, the, the potential shift of power seems to have a more viable route to a solution oh, yeah. than it does in, in Zimbabwe. Um, it seems to have more viable candidates rather than what we saw there, which was kind of default one who had only just been kicked out. That's a lot more unsteady, the way that that one's going to be managed, I think, to this one.
1: Right, I mean, we have going all over the world now. And
0: but, also he's leaving because his two terms have come. To end not being kicked out, right, so...
1: Going back to America and this week at Alabama, more lost. Oh, yeah,
0: well, this one... I've got kind of to put this on there because, I mean, it was a story, but he, I mean, he seems to... Um, have decided. I'm not gonna. I think someone said he, he's just decided. I'm not gonna accept this. But the the interesting thing was nobody seemed to nobody seemed to want him to win. So so even Republicans are not behind him. Um, so he lost to Doug Jones, who's the Democrat. Mm. Um, but even Republicans, there were a couple of Republicans who didn't vote for him, like because I can't vote for this. So this guy, he's so hardline that he's alienated his own party. Um, which seemed quite interesting I mean people were like oh yeah Trump should be concerned about this but I'm, I'm like I'm not sure it, I'm not sure it says that much he
1: also, also what made him lose was that he was being uh, what, okay what made him lose is that people thought that he was uh, he had slept with a 16 a year old 15 year old girl and he made her when he was 30 when he was 30 and he made her sign he signed her yearbook
0: she did actually come out and say that she doctored some of those Okay. Silence in there. But, yeah, it's not... This is one of those where... I mean, it wasn't acceptable. I think he said something at the time, like, this was the norm in in my time. Yeah. Um, Which I'm not saying makes it acceptable. That that, that doesn't. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, I, I, and I think they alienate some of the time. Like, I'm pretty sure that it wasn't the norm back in like thirty years ago or 40 years ago when he's talking about it. But she amazing. did come back and say, yeah, that she had made up. But but the point was, why was he making any inputs into her yearbook whatsoever? Yeah. But yeah, I think because of that and his hardline approach to this, he just became unvotable even for his own party.
1: Um, say in America, like, I know you haven't put this on Slack, but I mean we missed it last week because we were off. We were off because of the snow. Yes, you saw the story on Keaton Jones. The young middle school um, student who has being bullied, and that that viral video, that viral. yeah, I like did. And then you saw that a lot of celebrities jumped on the bandwagon, and they get um, they, they then his mother, then they like promoted it, and then um, they offered him UFC tickets, and his mom and his mom set up a GoFundMe page, and he raised. It wasn't they- his
0: mom. Somebody set it up for his mom. Oh, somebody set it up for yeah. his mom. And, and then ra- consequently ra- shut it down.
1: And they raised, but they, when they they raised fifty six k, and then it came out that his mom. Was well, she said she's not racist. She like, was just done in dress. But his dad today is it today, but yesterday. Came His dad, who's in prison right now, is a far right uh, racist, which is just like okay. I'm like. Well, I think the debate
0: around a, this was. I mean, the 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 the, the moment that somebody. Goes into this. This is why you you can't you have to pay attention to everything you post yeah. nowadays, right? Because the moment you go into the public eye, people will look back on you. This yeah. is why it's difficult to get into politics, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you put something on Facebook, people will dig out something like that. I'm not really sure whether she's. I'm not. She, obviously, I not happy with the fact that she's getting all this money invested in her um, if she is racist. But that doesn't really change the actual thing of what's been put forward. I mean, the argument was, has she set up this GoFundMe page this close to Christmas conveniently to get all these donations? Um, but I think the guy who's done it said that he's going to give it to like some anti-bullying campaign. Okay. I didn't really get it because I, I saw the video, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit too cynical for my own good maybe. But part of me was like, it seemed like a a, a, a strange... A strange thing to do I get what she was trying to do but I'm not I'm sitting there thinking if I was a parent would I interview my child who's getting bullied and then spray it out to the world
1: I think what she was trying to do is that spread awareness spread awareness but to show him that he's not alone
0: yeah I think there's different ways I think there's other ways to go. around. I think because but I'm, I'm kind of going on the side of you where this is why you've got the people who are cynical and saying, well, she yeah. set this up to, to get money because why would you, I don't know. I think I can, I can kind of maybe see what she's trying to do in the share awareness. I'm um, me personally, if I was a parent, I don't think I would have handled it in that manner. Um, but each to their own, but I don't, yeah, the, the fact of whether she's racist or not, I think it's kind of by the by on the actual point here. Obviously it's a point of anger for people. Um, but it's kind of by the bar and the actual point that's trying to be put across itself. I mean, what? Because she she's a racist. Her son can't be bullied. Is that? It's not really tantamount to the argument Stephen, here.
1: They have, they have nothing. <laughs> um, go on best of the week. Best of the week. Well, hold
0: on, actually, because we, well, no, because we went from Roy Moore and his thing with with children. Now, I mentioned to this. Oh, sorry, with children. That's that came up wrong. Him and writing in the sixteen year old yearbook. But I mentioned to you earlier before the show, and I said, did you see the details of what's come out? um about the Harvey Weinstein and Selma hair story, um, and I thought this was just—he's just, he's just <laughs> such a shit. I mean, seriously. So I'm reading down this right? and I think she basically just said it just become a, a, a just a list of saying no's, right? So she basically she she's going into uh, obviously a lot of people come out and said that all the problems they've got with um, all th- with Weinstein and his basically sexual assault in many instances, but more times than not, even in the absence of kind of sexual assault and harassment, he's just direct requests for it on such a regular basis. So she basically says she had to repeatedly refuse to sexual advances. And this is taken from what she wrote. No to taking a shower with him. No to letting him watch me take a shower. No to letting him give me a massage. No to letting a naked friend of his give me a massage. No to letting him give me oral sex. No to getting naked with another woman. What? Seriously, what did this this guy just literally wake up? I mean, he said at one point, I think he said to her, you know I could kill you, right?
1: Like what <laughs> seriously,
0: what this guy is like the worst of all forms of any human being, all wrapped up into this uh jab of the hut like figure. Did you
1: hear about Peter Jackson coming out today and saying that um Harvey Weinstein is the reason
0: why M- um, Mara Savino got... Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I, I read this story. Yeah. So, because um, uh, it was like, it's the first time he was like, yeah, they got... They blacklisted them because they said... Because they, they were... There, her and Ashley Judd, isn't it? Yeah. Were up for roles in Lord Ooh, of the Rings. Yeah. And Ashley Judd actually sent a tweet on this saying, I remember this distinctly because they took me on the set, saw it all, and all of a sudden then I just had no... No, uh, yeah. absolute silence from them, and so, so she was like, Thank you, Peter Jackson, for coming out. And he's, I think, he's quite disappointed in himself because he's like, We just naively
1: Agreed. assumed
0: that they were telling the truth. And at the time, why would you question not? But yeah. I mean, he, I think Harvey Weinstein has come out and said his company, what well, Miramax at the time, were not looking after casting. But Peter Jackson has come back and said, Well, no, once the company came in, who were looking after casting, we'd already blacklisted these women, so they weren't even going to be up for the parts. But it is kind of what it is like, the, I think it's. I know that it's been spoken about the blacklist, them, but it's like one of the first times where, come, where a director has flat out come out and said, "Yeah, they were straight up on our blacklist because of we naively—I believe he used the word naively—believed them. Yeah. Like, but like he is just like literally the most vile of human beings that exist in the world.
1: Yeah, it's a power thing.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's that as well. But I'm like, it's just how do you even behave like that? Just wake up in the morning. Well, what should I do today? Oh, yeah, let me just ask somebody to watch me take a shower. What is wrong with all of these guys that just find a normal thing to be able to, right, in their minds, normal, to just masturbate in front of people? Like, I don't get it. I know we've spoken about this before, right? And, and, but I'm just what goes on in their minds?
1: This is why people should... This is why... Sex, um, what's it called? Prostitution really should be legalised. <laughs> on another subject, completely right... I, think, I don't know I think, where you're going at. <laughs> I, I just don't understand. These rich guys, they're, they're rich and powerful. They can pay women. that will willingly accept them. They'll pay... I think this thing is a power thing. No, it is a power thing. It is a power thing. It is yeah, a power, is thing. power, is power, power, power thing. thing. Because, it, because do I,
0: don't think I don't think that these guys had... Anything. I think they grew up and they didn't have powers when they grew up. Yeah, like, but it's
1: also... It's, it's like, you can't... They're not short sure of a few, Bob. You can, you can hire a high-class escort who's gorgeous, beautiful, and she'll do what you want her to do. She'll Oh, here's
0: Or here's a different approach to it. Be a fucking human being. <laughs> like
1: but, but I know be normal yeah but that's what I'm saying but sorry
0: for the language going a bit more aggressive than ever yeah
1: I, I just let don't get it. it's just it, it's, it must be strictly power <sighs> yeah. alright All right, so the best of the week this week uh, we'll start off with the Santa Claus uh, story a six year old drew a picture of Santa Have you seen the picture? I saw the picture.
0: Because we can't, I can't, I'm going to have to put it in the show notes so people could see it. And it's, I mean, I'm I'm kind of happy that this was taken in jest because of the current climate we're in. It could have come off a lot worse. Um, but the picture ultimately is so this little girl has come back and she said yeah here's a picture that I took of uh, here's a picture I drew of Santa and her mum's kind of looked shocked and done a double take and then she's posted it up there and she said don't worry I've been assured by me that he's basically holding his naughty list the problem is is he's painted in red and he's got these two stick arms out yeah. and the list is circular and basically looks like he's just got a massive hard-on yeah. <laughs> But it's a wonderful, it's something about wonderful innocence of a child, like at least that still exists in this day and age, yeah. that a child can still have that form of innocence, where to her, she was like, no, one was just a naughty list, like, <laughs> and also the fact that they put this up in jest, because at this moment, it's like, when I read down the story, I was like, I don't know how this is going to be taken, but it seemed like a lot of the, the people that she posted on was like, oh, this is hilarious, whereas you think in this social justice warrior day and age, I would not be surprised if some people had gone online and said, oh, this is horrible, how can you post this, da, 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 da. da. Um, I had another best of the week on here. Uh, It's not really a best of the... Well, it kind of is, um, only because it's a a story that only maybe in Europe and the UK. I I think it's gone kind of under the radar. But do people realise how close they came to losing kebabs? No. I don't think they do. So the European Parliament actually had um, put forward... A plan to ban the additive that was basically key in the doner kebab industry. Uh, I think it's main. So it's, it's a ban on phosphates. I think they use for keeping it basically kind of. Well, I think they use the word like tender and juicy, and I've yeah. use it. Yeah, it's greasy meat whilst it's being frozen. But arguably, if that was put out. There would have been. There would have been a massive hit on. I mean, imagine what people would have done on a Friday night if their doner kebab had been stripped from them. So quietly behind the scenes, you have no idea, but your Don Kebab was just saved.
1: I had a best of the week this week. Um, oh yeah, you did, didn't you? I had a of the week this week. So what's happening is they've, they've been doing studies in Japan and they've noticed that um, sex between snow monkeys and seeker deer is a new behavioural tradition, which is really weird. So what happens is this, you get the snow monkeys, they see the deer, they think, oh, you got a big butt. I'm gonna ru- I'm gonna grind and thrust myself from the back of your back. <laughs> and they the, the snow monkeys are doing this. It's and they notice that it's male snow monkeys, so it's not just um, a monkey thing, it's actually male snow monkeys and female zika deer. and it's and scientists are saying it's a heterospecific um thing so like so you see and it's very common in very in um in species that have the same uh, what's it called? Species have the same type. So you have mammals that so see you, you you have deer, monkeys, um, you might have different types of reptiles having sex together, it's very common in in, in the um, animal kingdom. So all those people out there that say about gays and um, trans, look at the animal kingdom, they don't care about that type of stuff. So, that's the best of the week. Fans are going confused and Because I didn't get a chance right. to read this story. I, I just,
0: it's just weird. I, I still, yeah, it's a weird story. I don't but
1: look, know. Look, and, and also, like they said here, so yeah, different various species of um, fish that have sex to get. Um, different various species of fish, to species of baboons that that liaise together. You what do you sex, mean, fish and baboons? No, no, you have different species of fish that sleep together, and you have different species of baboons that sleep together. Then you have... No,
0: that's fine, but it's cross-species. So a monkey and 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 a deer is different.
1: Yeah, sexual assaults of king penguins.
0: Sexual assaults, did you say? Yeah,
1: sexual assaults of king penguins by Antarctic fur seals. So seals sexually assault penguins.
0: I don't want to go into this story. I don't want to
1: understand. There are some things that I'm happy to (laughs) not
0: know about, like the way that the animal kingdom runs its sexual life.
1: So um, this is really weird. So
0: yes, yes, I can agree with you on that.
1: Version uh, by, Ant- by Antarctic fur seals on sub, sub- Antarctic Marion Island penguins, which is weird. I can't. I'm going to give re- you.
0: I'm going to give you a new. I'm going to give you a new one for this one. Most disturbing of the week. There you go. You've got the most <laughs> disturbing of the week rather than the best of the week.
1: That's really interesting. I just it, animal kingdom is amazing. Uh, yeah, I thought that's my two cents, Ben's. Ben's um, best of the
0: week um, really is probably not as real
1: as mine. Oh, you're, I'm giving you most of the of the week. Oh, de- definitely, there's a new, 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 new part there. Sometimes best of
0: the week may merge back into this and it may be reintroduced in later shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: um, I, think, I think we've gone through everything this week. So we've gone
0: through the news. So there was a couple of things that came up. I don't know, where, so I was into um, this week in tech. Um, and they were talking about. So somebody went, ah, oh, is this. Uh, they used the date um, in 1997, which was basically the day that. Uh, Skynet took over in um, Terminator. <clears throat> now the reason I brought this up is because so AlphaGo Zero is basically an AI that was that basically beat the best computer in the world at chess in like nine hours, and it uses a self-reinforcement way of, of learning, right? So it basically plays itself enough times to know how everything's going to run, and then it trained itself to be. So basically, all they do is they set the the kind of parameters of this is what you're going to do. You're going to play chess, and it will teach itself in, in a, an amount of time. And then it done the same for Go, and it done uh, the same for another game as well. Um, so they were asking a question, and it was weird that they had some missed oversights, given it was a tech podcast that I was listening to it on. Um, but they were like, well, is this the start of AI, and it's going to take over the world? Well, firstly, as one of them pointed out on the show, which is a good point, they were like, it still has to be set parameters. So yes, it can... Um, Learn chess, but you still need to say it. Oh, well, you need to learn chess. The more worrying would be if it started to learn chess and then went to learn Go itself, um, which which I get. But also the so I don't really understand what they've done this because it can't take long to get to the bottom of it. But the super, the basically AlphaGo Zero was built on a super a, a, a computer that would be the equivalent to a Porsche taken on a Ford Focus. So not only was it no. <laughs> Not only was it on a more powerful machine, it was playing at a rule set that meant it needed it only had a minute to make a decision within chess, whereas you own, you have longer than that. You have like 90 minutes to make a decision in chess, which means it was running through games with greater compute power substantially than what it was going up against. It was running basically at a hacked mode of being able to run through games faster than the, the game that it was currently learning at. So I'm like, well, it's not... This is not really an advancement for... I mean, it is an advancement for AI, but it's not like it's pushed AI forward. What you've done is you've just put AI onto a more powerful computer, which means it's become more powerful. Um, so it was kind of weird for that to be overlooked, but it does re-raise the question again of AI and what that does for us going down the line. I'll, I've continually changed my view on this. So um, I, I used you, to be where like... Where are you sitting
1: now? Hmm? Where are you sitting now on
0: the I uh, We... <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not as concerned every time that they come up with one of these future advancements that it's like coming to the end of the world. Uh, mainly because it still runs within parameters. As long as we set the parameters right, then I mean, I think um, somebody made a good point as well on honestly simulator is that cuz everybody's worried that well, yeah, AIs will just take over the world and get rid of humans. But then it did make a good point. Like if an AI Took over, the first thing it's going to be worried about is resources, right? Like, an AI isn't going to come out and say, Well, how do I protect the world? It doesn't care about that, right? It wants resources, and arguably, it's a of resources. There is going to be some form of dependencies on humans running. It may want to turn us into slaves, but I don't think it would want to get rid of us altogether, right? This whole argument is, well, how do I look after the world? Well, I'll just start a nuclear war. But that's not really what would happen anyway. And more, more to the point, why would a computer that can run at Super speed? it would be like, and I can't remember what example he made, but it would be like the equivalent of us taking a care to ants taking over the world. We look down at ants and be like, well, why do I care what these ants are doing? Because then they're going to take over our, our civilization, right? And the computer would be like, well, why are I worried about these little things that are walking around on their two feet at the speed of a snail compared to how fast I can run and compute? So again, I'm kind of inclined to... I, I don't know how far the advancements will be that I see in my lifetime. There are definitely some... I mean, there's still a lot of exciting stuff going on. I'm, I'm very intrigued in... When it comes to the technology space, I did a lot of work... Um, a lot of work? I did a lot of work on that... I was intrigued. I was doing some listening up on CRISPR and the technology for DNA replacement. I don't know how much detail you've gone into that, but it's actually like super interesting what it can do. So I, I saw CRISPR's, right, well, yeah, you can kind of replace DNA with it. But then they went into the way that it actually works. And it's almost like this little machine that goes in there and you configure it to attach to certain p- parts of the DNA and cut the DNA and then I replace it with something else. And I'm like... How fucking incredible is it that somebody has come up with that? And the only reason they can't use it for curing things like, because obviously the first thing is going to be, well, then surely we can make people... Well, I think somebody used a silly example. I think I was listening to on Sam Harrison. someone was like, well, somebody said something like, well, couldn't you just like replace like the stupid gene with the, the smart gene? This is a relatively naive use case for it. But the reason that we can't solve some of these, this was it. I was having a conversation with a boss at work and he was like, we were talking about this competition that we had where we had to come up with ideas. And he was like, well, surely a better idea would have been quantum mechanics to come up with um, the cure for cancer. And I was like, well, technically you could cure cancer at the moment with CRISPR. The only reason that you can't is because we can't work out what the exact cause is. And he was like, well, no, because then you could use quantum mechanics for creating a model for it. i'm like well not really because you could argue that you've got enough cases to model on at the moment anyway yeah. given the amount of people that die from cancer um but i think that's a that d- technology moving forward is ai i think you can use for for good stuff i think the CRISPR technology is is very interesting i don't know at what point we get to a point where there becomes a moral question on how and by what means you should use it because arguably then we would have to identify. So let's use the smart gene, for example. So let's say you wanted to use CRISPR to create a super race, yeah. but how long is it going to be before we're even at a point of time where we understand what it takes to make a super race? So what it takes to make you more, uh, more intelligent, what it take? what even is it? How to, we can't even get onto a point is, of is how it? we, what intelligence is, is.
1: Yeah. I can't but then you have the same issue with stem cells. Stem cell research is banned in the UK, and it's it's, it's you can do it in America. And you see it with the med- you see it with the advancements of the medical, or the medical um, procedures in America, where they're now injecting the stem cells into, into into knees, where you can rebuild cartilage from stem cells, which, which you couldn't do before. Before you'd have to have a knee replacement. So now you just have six-year-old men who would normally be limping around or, or, or waiting for hip replacements or knee replacements, just having stem cells injected into, into, into them, which means our, our standard of living as we get older should improve. With the Christmas stuff, it does bring up ethical... Uh, it brings up... Because everyone's not like looking the same. Because you say, okay,
0: uh, Well, no but, uh, yeah, no, but you wouldn't... Yeah, but you wouldn't change it for the looks, would you? That wouldn't... No, there's no value in it. You, well, you, you could. You could you, if you wanted but you to, but...
1: But you say, like... So we say that, when you look at an athlete, look at an athlete and in a peak, a uh, LeBron James, and say, "Okay, I want my son to be like LeBron James. I want him to be, I want, I want, I've identified what makes him an athlete. I've identified what makes him su- successful. The mental things I can, I can change those genetics. Um, I'm just being very procedural. So, I change those genetics to, to make it like him. You'll start seeing everyone wanting to be." That a certain a certain way. Yeah,
0: but then that wouldn't make any difference because you couldn't. So you create or you you create uh, an army of LeBron James. The NBA so only so big. Yeah, I know. competition still exists, and it can change character traits. But there would still be components of it that would be open to being different to each person. But it was. I think the example they used on there is like you could change your eye color. Yeah. So you could be like, well, I fancy like having blue eyes. So imagine you're not having contacts anymore. You're getting CRISPR to change your eyes from brown to blue. Yeah. Like. So, but I to me, those those cosmetic changes, I don't think so much. So, I think to a point well, where it gets to. But you
1: have to think of IVS. With IVS, if you do IVF, now, you can choose the sex with your child. If you do say so naturally, you can't. Well, it's
0: it's the point. The question always comes into the 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 God factor, right? Yeah. So if I can, so for instance, if you can cure, so if you can cure disease, to how far should you cure disease? And that sounds like a strange question to put forward, right? Oh, if that. you can, if you can cure disease you can in effect so if you can cure disease and you can improve people's dna then arguably you can lengthen the amount of time that they can live for right but at what point in time do we do should we be able to i mean what is what is the kind of expect, expected or recommended viable age for humans to live to should you should you keep fixing people until they're 150 and then let them just pass away then, should you let them pass away by old age and you should only fix illness but
1: then, how do you, right. but then who makes it, that decision? But then you have these popularity, not popularity, but you have population problems where you have um, people living to 150.
0: Oh, don't worry about that. Elon, Elon will save the world. He'll, he'll create his, uh, a colony on Mars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know Mars it is
0: compared to isn't it? it's, <laughs> Earth. It's,
1: tiny. it's not that big. It
0: doesn't it's make any difference. It's just a farm away population there. By that point in time, it'll be like Star Trek and we'll all live on spaceships. Yeah, that no won't be facetious. <laughs> but like,
1: yeah, it just, it just it 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 creates that problem with the population, where you have people. Also, it, it's a problem with wealth because if people are living longer, that means the wealth stays in the hands of people for quite a, for for far longer than it should than it normally has done. So you have this thing where you, like was we were, we're all saying already with the the invention of more automation, you have the um, flow of from. The mobility, you um, have mobility problems where people are will struggle to move from different from classes because of because of the lower skills jobs will be less off and.
0: But that's when you've got the argument for universal it,
1: income. Yeah, dominance. but then when you when you have people living longer than people that are older their wealth stays with them for longer so then people with mobility, young people will find it harder to catch up to older people because that person's got a hundred instead of having a, instead of having thirty years than you, the person has a hundred years than you and you're you're trying to catch up to them, which and eventually you probably it takes you so much longer to catch up. Yeah, but that
0: doesn't that, that doesn't really stand to to reason because if you look at the new the new kind of wave of entrepreneurs out there, they're increasingly becoming young. The new the YouTube list of the richest people came out there. There's a six year old who makes eleven million pounds per year on toy reviews. Is it eleven million pounds? Even if it's, I may be telling a line it's actually well it's 11 million I'm not telling a li- no sorry 11 million dollars it's 11 million dollars six year old Ryan who does YouTube's Toys Review and the only reason I'm using this is because people are becoming richer at an earlier age so your ability to stay around for longer I don't necessarily think does that I think it just poses the question of when is the point in time by which somebody should die or should you only use this DNA to replace them it's almost like once you create if you get to a point and I think we're still quite away. I don't think I'll ever see it in my lifetime but once you get to the point where you crack the (coughs) the solution basically to being able to fix a lot of these diseases what There's also a different solution to be added. I think this would this would become an argument where you would have to almost have a rule set defined if you understood how to increase people's ability, uh, life and longevity, and also how to cure disease. Because at that point in time, you could then effectively have people living forever. But if you can only cure disease, then people can still die of old age. Yeah, sure. If you can do- cure the kind of body to make it live for longer, but you can't cure disease, then you can make people live for 200 years prone to them not getting sick. That's true. So, um, yeah. I don't know about... Interesting question. That I, 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 and this is just a random one for me. I, didn't say, I don't think I said anything we were going to speak about on this. But more personal question to you. When you look back two years ago, do you think, wow, I was pretty stupid back then? Um,
1: no. I think my reasons got better.
0: But you do... So, so but when I... When I... When I, when I maybe, no, no, no. I think I would it word of define. But when you look back two years ago... You're, you consider yourself to be smarter than you were back then or, or not? I'm smarter than I was, was back then, yeah. Well, no, there's a reason that I, something that came up on the podcast and, it was like, uh, and he asked a very valid question. Is like, if you look back two years ago and you don't think that you were stupid, then really, how much have you learned in two years? <laughs> uh, but I thought, how many people do look back? And the reason I thought about this is, I was thinking about it the other day, and again, this comes back to how do people want to learn more? But nowadays, I go into just like consumption mode. Yeah. Just constantly just obtaining more and more information. And I, and I and I say it to people all the time, I'm by no means a super intelligent person, yeah. right? I just know stuff now. Like even the discussion I was having in the office the other day where I said, Well, actually, by the way, you could technically you could use CRISPR for this. CRISPR, what the hell is that? Just random stuff mm-hmm. that I know and it doesn't make me intelligent by the means of if you wanted to measure my general intelligence, I don't think I would yeah, I don't think I would actually score that highly, but I just know stuff now because there is so much out there for you to consume. I'm
1: but do you think you're an outlier? What do you mean? In the sense that you look at the people on a scale and said that you're on the one percent of people that want to know stuff. I think a lot of people don't actually consume as much information as we do.
0: But this is this is what I was thinking to myself. How many I, I would be interested if that could just that one question was asked to like. A scale of a thousand people, just to give it some form of good measure. What the statistics will come back if people said that. I think what, look, some of it would be shaded with no one wants to consider themselves as stupid. They would just be oh, more stupid, I was just smart and I was smart. Whereas I can look back and say, actually I was quite stupid. Not 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 quite stupid, but nowhere near well in the last twelve months, the volume of information I've managed to take on, and again, a, I don't mean to make me smarter, I just know a broader range of topics. Yeah. Um but I don't know how many people are and again it, it, I think it's I think that we need to work out a way, and this is not really government, this is like a societal thing, but I think we need to work out a way to make things more of a practice where people want to be, to be more intrigued. Okay. I don't think people stay intrigued enough. Like, I just want to know about stuff, to know about stuff. Like, I don't want to be a full-on genius. I don't care about that. Um, but I just want to know stuff. Yeah. New stuff. I want to know how it works. I want to ask, I think there was Leonardo da Vinci's thing I was asking before, that I was reading before, where he just stayed forever curious. Like a child. And I feel like we've just lost the ability to stay forever curious. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of times people just don't, aren't bothered.
0: They don't care. Yeah, you say that to me all the time. And I think maybe that's some something in society. Societal-wise, I think that's something that ideally we should try and find a solution for.
1: The reason why I say that's when I speak to people, I find them a lot of times is that they don't care. They don't, they don't care. They don't really want to care. They don't really want to know. And
0: I, I think it's just driving how people consume information though because I've found all of this out from... I mean, you can learn more from books and I obviously always read lots of books but I get more from podcasts and podcasts still are just quite low when it comes to percentage of people that, listening. I
1: was saying that on um, Joe Rogan this week when he was saying that uh, who was he speaking
0: to? He's he done a couple of super long ones this week. Yeah, I haven't yeah, listened yeah, to it all. I
1: was oh, speaking someone really good and, and um, he was saying he's learnt more from he's learned more from podcasts than he's ever than they will learn from well
0: because podcasts. you diversify your inf- you just diversify the information so much so, so like Sam Harris one so like they, they had a, a talk that he had on his recent one of the death of the expert because yeah. people don't want to take people don't take experts seriously anymore because every time the expert says something they just want to debunk them mm. right but then the week uh, before that I think he was doing the, the value of life and yeah. stuff like that it's just so many different concepts like I, said, I don't think it makes you a genius in anything but it just gives you such a broader view of the world when it's open to discussions so you're sitting there and talking to somebody and they're like oh wow well, that person's really smiling. No, no, no. No, not really just has some form of desire to go out and want to eat. Uh, one well, thing that I,
1: question,
0: why? well one thing that I did find annoying what I realised earlier I was trying to watch t- Ted earlier and maybe this is only a problem that I face. Ted annoys me do you know why, why? I can't speed it up <laughs> there should be a way for me on the Amazon Fire Stick for me to watch things in double time, okay. and give, no, I can just fast forward stuff, but then I'll lose the volume of it.
1: Okay,
0: I would like to be able to watch. What I want to do is switch on TED and watch it three times. The same way I listen to it at three times. You
1: can't download TED. Yeah, lines. I
0: can. But I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, the TV was, uh, I was. I was catching up on the news, and then I was like, let me watch some TED. And within like, and it's a thirteen minute thing, and I'm like, I don't want to sit here for thirteen minutes. I want to sit here for four minutes and consume at three times the speed. That should be the next advancement that they make for. For Viewing capabilities, you're, let me view stuff faster.
1: You're so weird. You're I you're, cheers. You're <laughs> weird. So weird. Uh, I don't know how you do it, but is one thing that you know? I told
0: you I can't is I started listening to um Nietzsche,
1: yeah,
0: he told me that is so difficult, man. Like that is pushing the extent of my intellectual capacity. That really is pushing me. Like I read, um, God, who was it I read the week before? It feels like ages ago. Oh, uh, yeah, no, Carl Jung no, no. On, on reflections. That was brilliant, and we can get into it on a later podcast because it's too much of a, a deeper topic. But his view of how he interpreted his dreams is just—I feel like it's one of those books where I mean, it's a—it's re- it's much easier read than I expected it to be. But it's also one of those where part of me feels like I'm just—I'm just not worthy of having <laughs> a brain. Um, but then Nietzsche takes it to just a different level when he wrote, "Thus thus spoke to our future. It's just the way he speaks, he speaks in old terms as well. Yeah. Not old terms, but it's almost it's written like it should have been a musical play. <laughs> the way that it's delivered across, but it's so difficult because he doesn't say it in plain terms, so you have to take everything that he says and interpret it in the way that he meant it to come across. I think it's meant I think he put something like the book for many in the book for none and I'm like, Jeez, at the moment I feel like I'm in the nun. I'm not smart enough. Which annoys me.
1: Alright, on that note, um, It's lights up, people please do what we say every week subscribe <laughs> okay what he means by that is please subscribe not do what we say <laughs> please subscribe rate us on iTunes rate us on all other podcast platforms please subscribe on SoundCloud as well please go on our Facebook page and yeah thanks for all the support cause, um, we've got more coming next year it's, it's only it's only the beginning we're on episode 9
0: got, yeah we'll get one we'll hit episode 10 won't we by yeah, next five. week yeah. which should be like a pre a Christmas Eve one that will come up
1: yeah so we've, got, we've got about two, two more before the end, end of the year. But yeah, keep on supporting us. That's lights out from me. And lights out from me. Peace. Peace.